When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's good. James Harden. Right down Broadway. And B with a two-hand slam. This is the Rich Eisen Show. They look pretty damn dangerous. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Baseball. Three words. Three words. Very simple words. Figure it out. The Rich Eisen Show. He instituted a lockout. Figure it out. Earlier on the show, Denver Nuggets head coach Michael Malone. Still to come. Senior writer for the MMQB. Albert Breer, plus actor and director Ben Stiller. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Albert Breer is going to join us from Indianapolis, Indiana, side of the NFL Scouting Combine in 20 minutes' time. And, uh, boy, I cannot uh, wait to head to Indianapolis after the show. You it's going to be great. Well, I mean, it is it is the return of the NFL in terms of everybody talking about it and all teams making news. Last time all teams made news, where all 32 teams were making news, relevantly making news, what do you th- what do you think around week eight of the NFL season, week nine, mm-hmm. week ten, where everybody kind of still had a shot? Yeah, yeah everyone or, had a shot. Or or, or their um, lack of winning was a story in and of itself. Or one coach um, not flying back with his team, and then it was obviously <laughs> going south. Yeah, and I don't mean AFC South. I mean Urban Meyer, like unprecedentedly bad south now all 32 teams are making news again all of them and coaches are talking and they're having press conferences and general managers are talking and having press conferences moments ago bruce arians the head coach of the tampa bay buccaneers told reporters he's speaking uh at a podium at the same time as cliff kingsbury by the way later on this hour told reporters that Gronk is working out at the facility twice a week. Oh. Jason Light telling the good folks of Good Morning Football today, they're going to leave the light on for Tom Brady. All of a sudden, <laughs> imagine that. it's like a, it's a, a, a hey, Motel 6. The champs of the NFC South are, are now a motel. Right? Is that the motel in question? It is. Motel Thank you. So, Tom Bodette. We'll you know, the there you go. We'll leave the light on for you. Red roof in. No, no, different one. I know, I'm just... Tom Brady, leave the light on for you. While it's lights, camera, action with Sally Field, the light is on out uh, the field of Raymond James Stadium. Hey, now. Hey, now. Mike McCarthy spoke moments ago. I saw that. I saw some of these quotes. He had this to say about Dak Prescott. Oh. Hit it. He's back at it. You know, he's he's been in the building. Actually, he was one of... uh, I think we had uh, one of eight... Players that had uh, postseason surgery, so he, you know, he had to clean up of his left shoulder. So it's something that needed to be done. So he's rehabbing that, but he's you know he's starting his process to to get back into it. No, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. It's 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 not a concern. So um, 
Is that why he winced when I thought, like, you know, it might have been a social distancing thing when he was here for the Super Bowl and I put my arm around him and, oh. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what, oh. you know, we talked about it when he was here. He told me not to say anything. Oh, is about, that right? Yeah, now I can speak <laughs> freely because, you know, Coach already came out and said it, but I knew that it was coming. Yeah. Did you injured Dak at the Super Bowl? I could have been it. <laughs> could have been it. I did. I was so excited to see him. Yeah. How are you, Dak? And I slapped him right on that surgically repaired left shoulder. <laughs> well, it hadn't been surgically repaired yet. Oh, after the Super Bowl. I believe or so. Or his soon-to-be surgically soon, repaired soon, left shoulder. Yeah. Maybe I knocked you, it out. You may have caused the injury is what I'm Oh, well, you know, I'm a good backslapper. Well. <laughs> Did he say anything else about his time here on this program? No? no? No talking about his coaching future? Nobody asked him those questions? Really? Okay. Okay. Um, go put it up. Uh, apparently he was asked about Sean Payton. It's a narrative I don't want to be a part of, which is essentially what he told us when he called into the show a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. McCarthy and owner Jerry Jones briefly discussed it. We laughed about it and moved on. I don't see it as any type of topic that gets in the way of winning. This is Mike McCarthy. You know what he said here on this show? Yeah. That it definitely was something he brought up to the owner. It wasn't made it seem that they were laughing about it. It definitely is in his skull. That's for sure. He's not wearing anything with the Cowboys logo on it. Should oh, my it? gosh. Stop it. That? <laughs> well, he certainly doesn't have a social media account to look at. <laughs> and by the way, um, folks, I was thinking a lot yesterday about Kyler Murray's agent's statement, which I have right here again. We go deeper into the stories. First of all, the first thing we talked about is just how impressive the stationery is. And then this very long treatise. Oh. From Small type agent Eric Burkhart, all caps, some of them in bold, some in italics. I mean, it, it, it goes on and on and on. And again, the headline being that Kyler wants to be direct with loyal Arizona Cardinals fans in the great community of the Valley and stating his two very important goals and objectives. One, he wants to be your long-term quarterback, absolutely wants to be your long-term quarterback. Two, he desperately wants to win the Super Bowl. And then... It goes on and on and on about how terrific he has been for the team, and that's the truth. And then it goes on and on and on about that he needs to be, he needs to have long term stability from for both the organization and himself to um, overtly communicate Kyler's desire to be the Cardinals' long term quarterback. We sent a detailed contract proposal to the organization. That's in the middle of all this, and I was thinking about it. Why? I I called this weird yesterday. It's weird. Okay. I think that's fair. To put this all out there, and and Daniel Jeremiah came on the show yesterday. He said Steve Kahn, the GM, probably had a chuckle, maybe rolled his eyes a little bit. They have contractual control on him. This is his fourth year in the NFL. There's a fifth-year option that can be picked up, and then there's – some franchise tags at their disposal. They have him under contract for a while. Why do this? Why? What's the point? You're not going to spook him into doing something. You don't. Th- I don't think. Or why put everything out there? Why so upset to scrub your Instagram account first and then call everything else nonsense and put this out? And I thought a long time about it. I don't have any. Personal, I haven't made any phone calls or anything like that. I haven't gotten to Indianapolis yet. And trust me, I don't even, you don't need to put your ear to the ground to hear anything there. Everybody's just in elevators and everywhere that you see anybody, there's chatter, chit chatter. Number of times that when I get to the combine, somebody pulls me aside, and go, You have no idea what I just heard. 
about fill in the blank. Who told you that? A scout. Who told you that? Somebody was an assistant to a trainer. Who told you that? An agent. Who told you that? Oh, I heard that from some guy. I trust the guy. It's nonstop. Chatter, chatter, chatter. I'm going to hear nothing but talk about this over the next four to five days. Thus, I'm, you know, just going about my business here, trying to be best dad ever and before heading out on a flight. But there's just no, I just, you just keep coming back to it. Knowing that they've put a plan in front of the team. And then if they've done that either before or after the Instagram account scrubbing, it still doesn't matter. They've put it on the table, and then you see this thing. And what does it lead to? What's the purpose? And the only thing I could come up with is it's prime in the pump and already putting your case before the jury in the court of public opinion if you have an intention of asking for a trade if you don't get the contract that you want right now. That's the only explanation I could think of to do this. Not saying that's their plan. Not saying that it's expected to do that. Whatever the verbiage of a news and information person in our business is what does it serve Hey, everybody, I'm talking to loyal Arizona Cardinals fans. He absolutely wants to be your long-term quarterback. He absolutely wants to win, desperately wants to win the Super Bowl. Don't pay attention to that baseball stuff, because he's not. We have put on the table something that we feel is appropriate for the commitment it will take in order for these two objectives to be your long-term quarterback and to desperately win a Super Bowl. We have done that. And actions speak much louder than words in this volatile business, which was put all in bold. Now it's simply up to the Cardinals to decide if they prioritize their rapidly improving 24-year-old, already two-time Pro Bowl quarterback, blah, blah, blah. We know how good he is. Kyler remains hopeful that the organization chooses to commit so that he can continue leading the Cardinals to further success and value for many years to come. It's about money. It's about the contract on the table. And if they don't do it, if they go ahead and just say, we're going to pick up the fifth-year option and make you play in year four, why do this unless your plan is to say, I want out? And don't give us crap for saying, I want out when we put out that statement saying exactly what we wanted out of this thing before we didn't get the commitment that we told you we're searching for. I could, that's the only thing I could come back to is why do it? Ladies and gentlemen of the jury in the court of public opinion in the great state of Arizona, ladies and gentlemen in the court of public opinion in this uh, district court of the Red Sea, (laughs) in the Valley of the Sun. I give you Exhibit A. We said this on February 28th, 2022. Don't be surprised when we say we want out.
and we are done here because we have already let you know what we've done. I don't see any other reason for it that that's a quiver in the arsenal ready to be um, sent in the direction of Arizona. Why else do it? You know? Maybe you're just trying to stir the pot, get something right now. And then and then what? And then you're just going to go show up at training camp? Like yeah, I only did all that just to, you know, like what's the purpose? Well, or, or make you seem like you're going to do it if you don't if you don't get what you want? I don't know. Maybe not the same exactly, but Russell Wilson kind of did the same thing last year. He didn't say I want out. He no. didn't demand. He said, here's a list of teams here's that interest me. a list of teams me. that I, I'm not asking for a trade, but I but would if, accept the trade go, too. He didn't go the full Monty. Right. He didn't go the, well, the, I mean, he didn't go exactly the, the distance. Same, he didn't go the distance. This, to me, this statement means I'm ready to go the distance. Or you're giving that impression. Hmm. But don't come blowing it back in the direction of number one. When he says, I want out, I'm not showing up. I'm not coming to off-season, uh, my, the off-season workout program in April. Don't be surprised if he's not there because he already told you. Does he want out? No, he's just withholding his services. He's just not happy with the team yet. Doesn't show up to training camp. Different ball of wax. Now that's far into the distance. And you want to extend this and you really want to put the screws on, on a team that um, can't make the move to try and stay competitive in the toughest division in football, which is words that are put in here in the statement, right at the last minute. And then it could be just a showdown of like, okay, you don't want to play football? Fine. We have your rights. You don't get paid? Fine. That's maybe when you might see uh, somebody showing up in the leadoff spot in the mm. Bay Area. Yeah. I don't know. But I kept thinking, why do this unless you have the intention of going the distance? My two cents. We'll ask Albert Breer that. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Let's take Jimmy in San Antonio, Texas, before we go on a, on a commercial break. What's up, Jimmy? Not much. A pleasure to be talking to the BDE. Best dad ever. Ah, thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate well, that. Um, I was calling on the coaches and suits originally. Uh, one coach that is not going to go back to wearing suits is Popovich. <laughs> <laughs> True that. <laughs> the old man is done Good with call. that. And one coach that really wore nice suits. Yes. Patino. Yes. And I'm sorry, Brockman, but you know who else didn't walk through that Celtic door? It was Tim Duncan. Oh, boy. That's the truth, isn't mm. it? Uh, that yeah. is the truth. And maybe that's why you are so mad at Patino is because you didn't get Tim Duncan. Uh, that's no, not... I'm mad at Patino because he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. No, but yeah, no, I understand your point. The Celtics had the worst record in the league that year and had the best chance, quote, unquote, to get the number one pick and did not. They, the Spurs got the number. Yeah, two. I know. You know I mean? That's There's true. Two chances for the number one pick. Yeah. That's all right. You know what? The, the Celtics, you know, drafted Larry Bird and had him before everyone else. Yeah, so no, I mean, they, these things they, happen. Right. They happen. And then, and then finally, uh, Rich, mm-hmm. your high five that's coming up tomorrow. Oh baby, 
Okay, yes. so do you lock in on the elbows to get the proper high five, or are you just going to swing for the fences with Coach Mike? Oh, I'll swing for the fences. I'm swinging the fences. If he does what he says he's going to do, which is use all three of my favorite coaching cliches in one single response in one press conference at the Combine after saying he was going to do it, I am going to physically be there. You will hear me audibly scream yes and go up to the podium. <laughs> and that is will, why you are the BDE. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Jimmy. Jimmy in San Antonio, Texas, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, we'll set that up later in the show before we go. Yeah, it's gonna be Oh, that's going to be great. Get that soundbite ready. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. When we come back, Albert Breer will call in from Indianapolis, Indiana, with the latest on what's going on at the Scouting Combine. But before we go, I want to tell you about the ChromeSoft family of golf balls, because when Callaway engineered ChromeSoft to do the best tour ball, it just didn't make the best players better. It made everyone better, including me, and that's saying a mouthful. Men, women, first-time major winners, repeat major winners, club champions, business golfers, hackers. ChromeSoft family has the best tour performance for every type of performance. The regular ChromeSoft is what I use. Better players looking for more workability. ChromeSoft X gives you great spin consistency and tour level consistency and tour level short game control. Finally, the ChromeSoft XLS gives you lower spin golf ball on, on a lower spin golf ball and longer shots from a field, but with that high spin still, if you require it around the greens. Every ChromeSoft is now enhanced with precision technology, which uses design techniques and manufacturing specifications up to one one-thousandth of an inch, which ensures they're the highest quality, most consistent, fastest golf balls possible. So when you add it all up, it's so simple. ChromeSoft is better for the best and better for everyone. Find out which ChromeSoft is right for you at CallawayGolf.com slash ChromeSoft. Albert Breer, when we come back with the latest in the National Football League. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, 
helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, everybody. Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit, our friend from Sports Illustrated and the man who writes the MMQB every single week. Joining us from Indianapolis, Indiana, Albert Breer. How's the weather, Albert? What's going on? It's actually beautiful. Fantastic. I mean, you remember the Super Bowl here? Oh, Rich? yes. Um, oh, yes. It's, it sort of feels like that a little bit. Fantastic. Like where, you know, and, and, and both you and I have been here when it's zero degrees and there's black ice everywhere. Yes. Uh, this, is, this is actually pretty pleasant. I mean, Maybe not quite like uh, what the Super Bowl was, but pretty close. Um, okay. Like I, I walked, I, I went for a run this morning in shorts. Oh, whoa, and whoa. Um, yeah, and uh, and I'm not wearing a jacket right now. So oh wow, win win. Okay, yeah. very good. Uh, thank you for yeah. painting that picture, Albert. I appreciate yep. that. So, uh, what is the story of the combine? What do you got for me? What is it right now? Well, when you're coming in, you're thinking, all right, I need to write yeah. a bunch of uh, uh, columns, articles. Like, what what interests sure. you, or do you think is the the story of the of the 2022 scouting combine? Well, Great. as you know, like Rich, like there's two separate tracks here. There's like what's going on in the league in general, and then there's what's happening with the draft. You yes. know, and I think what's going on in the league in general is just the I think continued sort of I guess like 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 I don't even know how like, like the, the continuing like coming together of what's going to happen at the quarterback position across the league. And so, you know, that's, that's Aaron Rodgers, it's Kyler Murray, it's Russell Wilson, um, you know. And so you know, I think that you'd hope that those things crystallize over the next few days. Um, you know, and by the time you, you leave Indy, which is a week away from the beginning of the league year, it's a better idea of what's going to happen with the biggest names at quarterback. And then, you know, as far as the draft class goes, um, you know, I, like, and, and this is, you know, going back, six months of phone calls and talking to people about it and you know, going watching college football. It's just this, this, this draft class probably lacks like a, you know, Miles Garrett or Chase Young certainly doesn't have a Trevor Lawrence or a Joe Burrow. Uh, but, you know, like once you get past, you know, 10, 15, um, then all of a sudden I think that most teams see it as, as having really great value. And the interesting thing about that is huge part of it is the backlog of players who went back to school because of COVID. And um, so you have like a, a pretty large number of players in general in this year's class for teams to sort through. And, and I think that's going to hit over the next two or three years. It's going to continue because there are, you know, the quote unquote super seniors guys who you know spent six years in school. And then, you know, guys who, because 2020 was such a sideways year, wind up coming back in 21. Um, you know, you got younger players who maybe aren't starting as early because of that. So um, you know, there's a good depth in this year's group and, um, you know, I think some of the positions that people here have talked about, um, receiver, edge rusher, obviously your Michigan guy could be number one overall in offensive tackle. So there's like, there's, there's pretty good quality. If there isn't like a Jamar Chase or, a, you know, again, like a, a Miles Garrett at the top of the draft of those positions, there's a lot of quality depth at both those spots and at the offensive tackle. Spot. So, I mean, um, what's the consensus going in? And I know this is fraught um, because it might change going out in the year that Baker was number one. It was a no doubt about it coming out of the combine because he lit it up that Saquon Barkley was going to be first overall. And then we all know he wasn't. But what's the general sense coming in who's first overall going in the combine? What you know what's hearing? interesting? So, like, I think, you know, the way most people look at it, like Aiden Hutchinson's got the best. I think is the closest thing to a lock to go in the top two, but 
things are really fluid with the first overall pick. I, the consensus I've gotten is that Aiden Hutchinson probably won't make it past the Lions at two. Just, I mean, and it goes beyond just the natural geographic connection. Um, you know, stylistically, he's a fit for, for Dan Campbell, obviously, from a culture standpoint. Um, he's everything that, that, that both, you know, Campbell and Brad Holmes want. So, you know, like, I think, you know, if you were talking about a sure bet to go in the top two, I think it's Aiden Hutchinson. Um, you know, I think what's happening at one is, is fluid because there are teams that believe Aiden Hutchinson is the best player in the draft. Um, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau obviously has you know considerable upside, so you maybe consider him, you know, up there too. But then there's some really good offensive tackles. And the one name that I think people are going to come out of here talking about is the NC State offensive tackle, Ikem um, Aquanu, and um, he. I'm told it was going to test like Tristan Wirfs did, you know, a couple of years ago, where not only is he going to run a fast 40, but he's going to blow it all with physical testing. And, um, you know, it's early, but I've already heard the Jaguars connected to him, which makes sense because if you look at the offensive line that Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with um, in Philadelphia, there were a lot of really athletic linemen, and that's what Aquino is. So, um, you know, I think, you know, my, my guess would be that the first overall pick is going to be one of the four. Um, you know, the two tackles, Aquanu and, and, and Abeneal, um, and then one of the two pass rushers, Aiden Hutchinson or, or Kayvon Thibodeau. But I think the first pick's a little bit more fluid, where most people, I think, look at the second pick, and they're like, yeah, if Aiden Hutchinson slips by one, the Lions are taking him in two. Albert Breer, from the MQB Sports Illustrated here on the Rich Eisen Show. Then let's now move to what's going on outside um the combine and last year russell wilson was that disgruntled nfc west quarterback that nobody really kind of saw coming um there were some rumblings or something about that and then we heard a a list of teams that he would be considered maybe uh not being (laughs) a seahawk anymore and then nothing came of it because he never really demanded a trade now we've got Kyler Murray, whose um, agent sent out a treatise on an excellent piece of stationery yesterday. And after having thought about it, Albert, my only two, my only thought is, why do this unless you're priming the pump or trying to speak to the jury in advance of demanding out if you don't get what you want? Uh, is that a possibility that Kyler Murray will eventually say, the contract that's on the table, if I don't get what I want long-term, I'm going to demand a trade. I'm done with the Cardinals. Good luck. Is it- Here's what I think is unique about it is that coach and quarterback are so aligned. Um, you know, and I, I'm, I'm sure you've had people tell you this. They have the same agent. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, the primary reason why the Cardinals were willing to move off of Josh Rosen in 2019 and go with Kyler Murray was because Cliff had such – deep belief in Kyler, right? Like, and really thought, like, this is the guy we need to build around. Um, and so, you know, I think so much of where Kyler is ties right back to Cliff, and here's why. This is what I think is really unique about it. You go back to last week of the, 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 the last week of the, the Cardinal season, obviously didn't go the way they wanted, right? Like, so they, they lose that game in, in, pretty, in pretty ugly fashion to the, to the Rams in L.A. And my understanding is that was an uncomfortable awkward week in that building and like they had a personnel meeting like a normal personnel meeting at the end of the year abruptly canceled like other coach coaches didn't know whether or not they were safe um and so for you know a good week there uh, people in that building were very very uncomfortable feeling like the owner might do something and that um and, and eventually like that settled down but 
I mean, there's been no declarative statement coming out like, oh, yeah, like Cliff's our guy. And Cliff's going into a contract year, too. So, you know, I think beyond just this being like the sort of decision point, which you and I have talked about, where after three years it sort of becomes decision time for, for teams on their first-round quarterbacks, there's also that second piece to it where, you know, I think Kyler, feel like, I think Kyler feels like if he waits, right, and the Cardinals have already started to kick the can down the road on him contractually, if he were to wait till after year four, well, is Cliff going to be gone then? And then the idea of getting a new contract out the window altogether. Um, that's why I think it's just such an interesting situation. And I don't think that this should be overlooked either. I mean, Kyler's former college teammate, Baker Mayfield, wound up waiting for a year. And he was eligible for a contract last year, didn't get one. And now where's he left? You know, so I think that there's a number of different, like, I think a number of different like factors that sort of play into Kyler's urgency to try to get a contract now. But what I mean, if they moved, you know, uh, they they completely upended their plan to draft him. The plan being yeah. Rosen and Wilkes. Now, obviously, Rosen and Wilkes, quarterback coach combination. They they just you know didn't want to go down that road anymore. Or Murray made them change their mind. But the bottom line is they totally blew it up, right? For him, correct? And then they wound up adding DeAndre Hopkins for him. And they clearly have been, you know, all about guys. Let's get James Conner. Let's let's do all of it. Bring bring in as many players as they possibly can. Uh, Zach Ertz mid season. Just keep yep. on improving. Um, and uh, the coach is close to him and 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 so put it all together is where does the where does the bad blood come from where does the instagram account um being scrubbed come from where does the feeling the need to put out a statement that leads folks like myself to wonder okay the only reason to do this is to say when i'm say i'm out of here don't blame us i've already (laughs) let you know through my agent that i desperately want to win a super bowl and I absolutely want to be your long-term quarterback. I mean, where's where's the where's the, where's the disconnect here? Three from? three magic words that can guide you everywhere you need to go in the NFL, Rich. And you know what those words are: follow the money. <laughs> um, you know, I, I my my understanding is they did. You know, and and I, I think Eric Burkhart, his agent, put this in the letter. But they did approach the Cardinals about a deal, and the Cardinals basically told him to stand down and said, you know, we'll take care of you, but it's not going to be right now. It might be later in the off season. Um, that's my understanding of how that went down. And so, you know, I think that Kyler's hyper aware of the fact that, again, this is sort of when you, in this system um, that's been in place since 2011, make your decision on your first round quarterback, whether or not you're going forward with him or not. And if you look at the history of it, after year three is when Josh Allen got a deal. It's when Deshaun Watson got a deal. It's when Patrick Mahomes got a deal. It's when Carson Wentz and Jared Goff got a deal. So teams that have been assured that they have the right guy will typically do deals after year three. So this feeling that maybe they're not going to do a deal with me now, and then again, like looking at what it could look like in year four, having seen what happened with Baker in Cleveland and you know, having the relationship with Baker – and then maybe looking at it and saying, is Cliff going to be here in my fourth year? Like, if you're asking in my fifth year, if you're asking those questions, well, then, yeah. I mean, I think that that's where you say, if they're not paying me now, is there some sort of ulterior motive there where they don't want to hitch their wagon to me because they think things could look significantly different a year from now? So, um, um, and it's a fair thought. I mean, it's a, I mean, if you think about I mean, 
it's it's a, to me like it's a fair thought because like you've seen the way these things go with guys who wait and like look at again look at Baker Mayfield right now a year ago you might have said yeah the Browns are going to take care of him at some point now it looks like they may never take care of him so I understand where that thought comes from. So are we seeing a new normal in a way, Albert, or just a settling in after having the system be the way it is, five-year contracts for first-rounders, uh, yeah. uh, after the third year you got to pick up a fifth-year option, that we're, we're now seeing that if a quarterback doesn't get a deal after year three, that's now a breaking point. Is that what we're yeah. seeing right now? Yeah, I mean, I think it's sort of the trade-off with the rules because, you know, the owners were adamant about putting that rule in in 2011 because they had had players come back after two years and hold out. Like, you remember the Chris Johnson holdout all those years ago? That was after two years. So they wanted to make sure that they'd be in a position where players would have to wait until the third year. The, the problem with that, the flip side of it is, you take away the gray area and you really, like, draw a line in the sand there where it's like, if you really love me, then you're going to take care of me as soon as you can. And as soon as you can is after year three. So, you know, I think for players, and it's not just the extension, it's also you got to make a decision on the fifth-year option, right? So, you know, players are thinking about those sorts of things in advance, and you get after year three, and you feel like your team may be kicking the can down the road a little bit, and you're not in as secure a position as, say, Andrew Luck was, who waited four years, or Cam Newton was, who waited four years. And, yeah, I mean, I think there's – definitely that in the back of your head where it's like maybe i'm maybe i'm not going to be here long term so yeah i mean i i think you look at the history of the last five years of 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 what's happened after three years with the with, with quarterbacks who were drafted in the first round and the history tells you that teams that are very sure about the guys that they have take care of them after the third year and i think because of that because that history is now built up quarterbacks who aren't taken care of after the third year are going to see it as a red flag. Well, I mean... Obviously, Kyler does. Right. Albert Bree here on the Rich Eisen Show, because it used to be, prior, you said 2011, that was the year of the lockout where I lost my hair and you had to keep getting new pairs of shoes because they were worn out of you standing on a street corner in Washington, (laughs) D.C. with us talking to each other on NFL Network, is that, you know, owners uh, in the NFL, sick and tired of giving kids who had not played a single down in the NFL the most amount of money in the history of their franchise because they were drafted first overall, just like Matthew Stafford, for instance, when he came in. Highest paid uh, player in the history of the Lions, boom. They say they want to see a few years on the field before making somebody the highest paid player in the history of the franchise. And thus, this new system came in. But at the same time, they also wanted to make sure they could win a Super Bowl in that first contract because they didn't have to pay that person that much money and you could pay other people around him and you could win and that's the jackpot that's what happened with russell wilson when he was drafted in the third round though but that's what happened with mahomes that's the jackpot you're saying now though that prospects are pushing up right after year three so maybe teams need to make sure that they they leave some money for year four and five to do that now. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just fascinated by this subject matter because when it all comes down to it, Murray clearly is generationally talented. Why won't the Cardinals pay him then? What's the point in that? I mean, and that's, that's the question that they're going to have to answer here. Like, you know, like why they haven't been more aggressive to pay him. Um, because, I mean, like, look, the fact is they have gotten better three years in a row. Now I know, like, the... The ends of these seasons haven't gone the way they wanted, 
Um, but, you know, what Cliff and Kyler walked into was, I mean, arguably the worst situation in the league. And the roster was 32 out of 32 when they got there. The record was 32 out of 32. And they won 11 games this year. And they've progressively gotten better year by year. Um, and so, you know, I, like, I don't know what the hesitation is, but clearly, you know, Kyler is worried that this could lead to something other than him getting a contract extension over the summer. Um, because, again, like my understanding is like what they've said to him is we'll take care of him just later in the offseason. And clearly it seems like Kyler doesn't fully trust that. And maybe, again, it's because he feels like he's tied to Cliff. And because, because if Cliff's on shaky ground, maybe that means he's on shaky ground. It's, I mean, to me it's fascinating because it's, yeah. it's unique. It, it's, you, you see certain parts of it, like you're talking about, Rich, where it could be a trend, like the year three thing, the after year three thing. But on the other side of it, like there's stuff that's very unique to the situation, such as the relationship between Kyler and Cliff specifically. And then there's the case of Lamar Jackson, Albert Breer. And and, yeah. and I, before I let you go, I want to talk Lamar here because we've already just talked about how Baker Mayfield was told to wait. And now waiting that fourth year instead of getting the contract after his third year, we're wondering if the Browns are going to just let him play it out and then move on from him. Um, and then you've got Kyler Murray, who might be like the 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 uh, the first guy to test this system by saying, if I don't get my contract after year three, I'm out. And in the middle of all of it is Lamar Jackson, who's unsigned because he's representing himself and really doesn't feel the need to get around to it. Is that what is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, and I I think that the I mean it's, it's I mean that's unique for that reason because he's representing himself. And um, I don't know if you've ever personally talk to a contract negotiator on the other side of the table um, without having any to do it for you, Rich, but I have, and, like, I know, like, I I, I know how that can feel sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so um, that's that, that's the that, that's the tough thing about this one is it's delicate because, well, you know, where do you come in? Like, and, like, yeah, you, you maybe feel like you can't come in too low if you're the Ravens, and you just have to handle it in a different way, you know, because – if he's if the player himself's on the other side of the table, you don't want to you want to be cognizant of the relationship without the buffer there of an agent to take care of it. So um, it does seem like you know, and, and listening to Eric DeCosta talk, the general manager there, it does sound like they're very cognizant of of of, of what Lamar wants, and they're cognizant of what his timeline is to get paid, and um, it does feel like the relationship there is in a really good place. And that is so key specifically in this mm-hmm. situation because Lamar is representing himself. Um, and so I would expect that something will get done before the season. But, but, but you know, like, until it's done, it's, it's, it's not done. You know, so right. we'll see where it goes. And, and usually those negotiations, there are bumps along the way. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that goes with a star quarterback when he doesn't have an agent sort of providing that buffer for him. Yeah, I mean, DaCosta was talking just a few weeks ago, Albert, and I played that soundbite on the show, too, that, you know, it, it, it sounded like him saying, like, whenever he's ready, we're here. Like, we're ready to talk. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. but um, we're going on his timetable. You know, like, that's what it sounded like to me. And normally, yep. so you got one guy in Murray <laughs> who's like <laughs> – Time's ticking, folks. Year three's over, and yeah. despite the way that things have finished out all three years, I'm clearly generationally talented. Where's my money? It sounds like the other guy's like, yeah, we'll get to it. You know? I yeah. mean, it, am I wrong? Or is that is that? No, you aren't. And that's, I mean, that's, 
it, it, it's sort of interesting because if you if you've been around Lamar, yeah, it's it's not surprising that he'd be the guy to do that, right? Like he's just he's just got a different way about him, and you know, I, I'm sure he wants to get paid like everybody wants right. to get paid, but I don't know that it's like as front of mind a thing for, for him as it is for some other people, you know, and so. Yeah, I, I I think that there's just I think for 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 somebody like Lamar that like again like the relationship with the team is so important and the fact that he's got this approach where I mean he really like I mean like it's almost like a school pride thing with him like like the Ravens program has become his program you know and I think the 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 you know Eric DeCosta John Harbaugh they're all cognizant of what he's meant to them and and how like just linked they've become to him because of the way that they sort of turned upside down what they do offensively and made it work for him and they've developed him and all that different stuff and so um i think the relationship carries them through um but yeah i mean it's definitely a different approach and like how just cool and calm and yeah. trusting he seems the whole situation like you said like it's almost like the opposite of the way Kyle's approaching it. It really is amazing to contrast. Albert, I, I'll, I'll see you out there in Indy, heading there tonight. Absolutely. We'll see Absolutely. you soon. Safe trip out here, yeah, right? Thanks, brother. You, you too. I'll see you soon. Right. Albert Breer, uh, everybody follow him. I must follow. Always love my chats with him, man. One guy's like, uh, agent puts out a statement. Other guy doesn't have an agent. <laughs> One guy's like, you know what, uh, I, I, I know you've got a fifth-year option on me and two more you know, franchise years after that, but let's go. Josh Allen showed that he's um, generationally talented. They jumped on him. They locked him up. Mahomes locked him up in Kansas City. Well, Mahomes made a Super Bowl, and Mahomes won playoff games, and Josh Allen won a playoff game. Josh Allen got to an AFC championship game. This guy's not won a playoff game. So is that the hedge? Arizona's like, we got to see that first. Like, have, they haven't seen enough. And you can't blame Kyler Murray saying, what, you haven't seen enough yet? And if they've told him, we'll get to him later in the offseason, and, and suddenly they're, you know, right? Is that that line from uh, from my cousin Vinny where, you know, Mona, Mona Lisa, clock. yeah, she's stamping her foot. <laughs> My biological clock is ticking. Yeah, <laughs> is what he's saying right now, Kyler Murray. And Lamar's out there saying, "Yeah, we'll get to it." Yeah, Lamar. And the Ravens are probably like, "Hey, let's talk." That's what DaCosta sounded like a couple of weeks ago. He speaks at one Eastern tomorrow, just when Mike McDaniel talks. So I'm gonna have my ear peeled on one podium. So hopefully, Mike gets uh, gets the. Um, Cliches out of the way right off the bat. So I can roam around the room a little bit. <laughs> it's just amazing. Two contrasting styles. One first overall. Other one got a first round selection because the Ravens traded in. What a deal that was, man. You got one extra year of contractual control and you got a generationally brilliant quarterback. I'd rather have the kid who's like, yeah, I'll get around to it. than the other one who's like, time's ticking. Are you Be saying that because of their approach or because of their style of play? Uh, both. Okay, that's interesting. Both. If I'm somebody in charge of a team, I'd rather have the one who like reps himself, says, we'll get around to it. That's just something. I love you guys. You love me. I know we're good. We'll get around to it. Then the other guy's saying, well, show me the money to show me that you love me. Mm. Yes, you would prefer to have the other guy, but you personally are the squeaky wheel guy. Uh, that's correct. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> right. I said if I'm owning a team. That's sure. what I mean. If I'm the quarterback, yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. Hit send. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I just, right, right. Brock, I'm glad Hit you finished yeah, that. Exactly. Oh, yeah. exactly. You hear what I said? I'm oh, like, yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah, on yeah. the team, oh, yeah. But as the quarterback, hit yeah. send. Yeah, right. We'll take a break. We're back with more in a moment. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to doll. <laughs> that's the way it goes, man. That's the that's the NFL calendar. Interesting. Uh, Bruce Arians spoke today. Bruce Arians spoke uh, spoke today, and he was asked, "Would it surprise you uh, if Tom Brady came back? Do you think he's retired? Go for it." Yeah, because of the reasons he retired. Do you find it odd at all that he hasn't really firmly slammed he, the door shut? He slammed it shut when I talked to him. So <laughs> I like I think like a lot of these guys, and I'd like to have his name out there. <laughs> I don't hey. believe any of that for a second. What? <laughs> Look how Bruce was smirking the whole time. He's just messing with these reporters. I don't think he's messing with the reporters. I think what he's he, – he, can I interpret that? Well, he's trying to diffuse the report that him Not and Brady trying, are yeah, were that, not. That, that – yeah, he's retired. He told me that he's retired. If he's coming back, that would definitely be a surprise to me because I think we've got a great relationship, and that's the way it was described to me. So if he winds up – knocking on their door and saying, I want to come back, but for another team, you'd have a problem with that. Mm. Mm. That's the way I took that to mean. Play that again. Mm. Play that again. It's kind of like, you know, yeah, uh, he, he, he certainly shut the door to me when we talked. He likes his name out there a little bit. Oh. Hmm. Nah, that's uh, pretty bad. You, well, you know who's going to learn that next is Lily Tomlin. <laughs> Roll it. Yeah, because of the reasons he retired. 
do you find it odd at all that he hasn't really firmly slammed the door shut he slammed it shut when i talked to him so (laughs) i like i think like a lot of these guys and he likes to have his name out there (laughs) bruce is trying to make jokes because the reports of a rift between the two are true that's not true i don't think there's a rift between the two I don't. I think that I don't think there's a rift between the two. What I think there is is a guy who's like, okay, you're retired. Great. And now I'm hearing never say never. And now people are saying that I was the problem and that if he's going to come back, it's definitely not for the Bucks. And where are you all getting that from? Because he certainly shut the door to me when he retired. That's the way I take it. That would be one pissed off hombre if he says, I want to go to the 49ers. You know? That's what I take that to mean. Meanwhile, the general manager is like, sure, we'll leave the light on for him. We'll take him back. Do you think he would take back Tom Brady? Yep. Bruce 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 Arians? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Well, is Godwin and Gronk coming back? Uh, Godwin's coming back, hopefully as healthy as possible. And Gronk, as you know, is uh, is, uh, working out in the facility twice a week. Eh, For wrestling. Look, I, I think he could get a gym membership, or and or or work has a spot in in in, uh, in Tampa that he can work out in himself. His house, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boy, that was a fascinating uh, give that's and take, really right there. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, he retired to me when he certainly sounded retired when I spoke to him. Shut the door when I talked to him, man. Well, because he was pissed because you guys were yelling nah, at each other. Nah, <laughs> slammed the door on his way out. That's ridiculous. And I would definitely, if I'm Bruce Arians, have it all the whispers that I read, red marked, uh, you know, red penciled all the all the plans that he and 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 yeah. and uh, Byron Leftwich had um, had put together. And Arians was asked if Brady wanted to come back with that other team. Would he accommodate him? Nope. Bad business. You bet. Yeah, I don't think Bruce has a say. Sure he does. <laughs> no, come on. What do you mean? Why wouldn't he? Why if Tom wouldn't he? wants to come back and play for another team, it's, it, it's not up to Bruce Arians. It's up to the Bucs. And they'll, and they'll accommodate Brady. Oh, the NFL's back. It is back. 